And good morning, friends. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Pastor Gerald, and you are listening to Grace Waves, brought to you by Greater Grace Church, South Africa. Our friend, I hope you had a wonderful weekend and that you are ready for a new week with God. And this week, we're going to be doing something a little bit different. I like doing things different. It keeps it fresh. (laughs) So this week, we are going to be listening to one message that I'm going to break up into four pieces. And this message is called, Just Let God Love You. Just Let God Love You. And this is a message that was preached by Pastor Stevens, the founder of our church, Greater Grace World Outreach in Baltimore. And he preached this message in 1995. And this is such a powerful message that has really transformed so many people's lives. And just listen to the message and just receive the word of God as true. And really let this message minister to your heart and minister to your condition and minister to your situation and allow God to transform your heart and your thinking. Alright, so this is the message and each day we'll be listening one part to it and then on Friday we'll talk about it and summarize everything that was said in a short message. So thank you friend for listening, thank you for your faithfulness, continue please to share and to like our messages so that we can reach more and more people with the word of God. May you have a wonderful day, God bless you and enjoy the message. Would you all stand for the reading of God's Word, please? Open your Bibles to 1 Timothy, the first chapter. Starting at verse 13. Who was before a blasphemer, and a persecutor, and injurious. But I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. And the grace of our Lord was exceeding abundant with faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation. That Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. And then... In First John, chapter 4, verse 10, Herein is love, not that we loved God, but that He loved us, and sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. And verse 19, We love Him because He first loved us. And then Zephaniah chapter 3, verse 17. The Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. He will save. He will rejoice over thee with joy. He will rest in his love. He will joy over thee with singing. Let's pray. Father, in the precious name of Jesus, we thank you for those verses. We thank you that we are a joy to you and that you rejoice over us because we rejoice over you. We ask you to make our 
innermost being awake to the word today and let it do its work. Oh God, we thank you for this place and for your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. You may be seated. This morning, as we go to the Word of God, I I am changing my message completely this morning. We were going to preach from the Old Testament, and since I've been on the platform, I'm changing it. And I want you to give me your undivided attention whenever we preach on this type of message. It is always teaching us to deny ungodliness. It is always teaching us to live quietly with the word of God dwelling richly in our hearts in this present evil world. But what is the force that more than anything in the world could heal us? We do everything to be healed physically. We do everything to be well physically. But the greatest force to heal us is so misunderstood. For example, the first thing is to understand the ever-revealing nature of God. And first need, the very first need, is to be loved by God. That's the first need. You know what the second need is? To be loved by God. And I'll tell you what the third need is. To be loved by God. That comes first. We love Him. No. It says not that we loved him. Not that we loved him. I'll say that again. 1 John 4.10 What is love? Not that we loved him. But that God loved us and gave his son as propitiation for our sins. 1 John 4.19 We love him because he first loved us. So the first need for every kind of healing in every situation isn't trying to do something about something. That isn't it. The first need is to be loved by God just as we are. God loves us just as we are. And he keeps right on loving us just as we are. And God's love never demands a change. Never demands a change. Let me say that again. God's love does not demand a change. See? It produces one. There's a tremendous difference between demanding a change. If you can get what I'm going to say this morning in your personal lives, in your friendships, in your marriage, in your family, God's love never demands a change. It produces one. Now, 
God, when we were without strength in due time, died for us. While we were yet sinners, he commended his love toward us and died for us. Now picture that for just a moment. Romans 5, 6, 5, 8. You see, that's expressing 1 John 4, 10 and 4, 19. He not only loved us, he did something about it. We didn't do anything. We didn't do anything. We didn't repent to make God love us. He loved us without our repenting. Am I suggesting living in sin? No, I'm not. I said God's love produces a change, but never demands it. The first tremendous thing that is needed by every single person, I don't care if they're pastors or pastors' wives or believer priests, whatever, is to be loved of God just as you are. Number two, do not try to love God. Number three, do not try to love others. Because the moment you do, you will fail. Now, to be loved by God with a love that can never fail you or a love that will never change toward you. For this reason, the word of God says in Stephaniah 3.17 that he He rested in his love and he rejoiced over them with singing. So when Jesus Christ died and shed his blood and on the cross and paid for our sins and was buried and rose again and went to heaven, this is what happened. God rested in his love forever toward you. Toward everyone that believes. This is why the word of God says in Romans 9.16. It is not him that willeth. Not a man that willeth. Then it says it's not a man that runneth. But God showeth mercy. Do you understand Romans 9.16? It says as many as receive him to them gave he the power to become the sons of God. Those that were born not of the will of man nor the will of the flesh, nor of blood, but of God. And he begat us in James 1.18 through his own will. And that's why we should be swift to hear in James 1.19a. All right, now I'm going to be very practical. Then, how do I deal with a bad relationship? Worry about it? No. Condemn myself? No. Get guilty? No. Do everything in the flesh to make a fair display in Galatians 6.12? No. When a relationship is bad, I simply let God's word be true and let him love me. What if I'm failing? Let God love me. But if I have no strength to change, let God love me. Let God love me. Will his love fail? No. Will it stop? No. 
Will it change? No. Will it continue? Yes. Yes.